The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. I, I met a poser at a store the other day. He was wearing a Maryland Death Fest shirt. And I was like, oh, sick. What year did you go? I was like, I've never been. I'm like, take it off. Um, <laughs> Fucking posers. <laughs> Just like hold him down and take it off him. Um, yeah. Beat the piss out of him, steal his shirt. You have no right to wear this. Um, <laughs> have you even been to Death Fest? Obviously, I'm never going to be able to go because, you know, it's not enough. I haven't even worn my shirt yet that I got from the ticket purchase because I don't feel right wearing it until I've attended. You need to go through the yeah, ritual. I'm going to buy one attending. too. I got to I got to get myself one. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, well, this little preamble is uh, the three gentlemen behind Cave Dweller Music coming from our uh, collective caves into your dang dwellings. It's been a little while since we've done one of these podcasts, but there's been a whole bunch happening on the Cave Dweller music front. So we thought we'd come together, put our heads together and have a chat about what's going on. We've got the Metal Hank Hill. Brendan, how are you today, my friend? Um, excellent, my friends. Wonderful. And we have the, uh, well, let's, let's be honest, he's a little bit autistic. All he ever wants to do is talk about Rome and his tropical fish. James, how are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, the fish are a new personality trait I've adopted, okay? Yeah, yeah, I know, but Rome's been a Rome's been a long-standing thing. I think you and friendly Geordies have a lot in common. <laughs> it's something I try to hold myself back from on these podcasts. No, no, that's okay. I uh, anytime I see a good Roman meme, um, I know to send it to you because I'll end up getting, you know, a good like five ten minute lecture on how great Julius Caesar was. <laughs> the ultimate Chad, as you say, he is the OG. So like. <laughs> like we said, we've got a fair bit to cover today. The one thing that um, we're really thankful for is everyone who got in involved with the top 10 of last year. You can go check out our personal top 10s from all the writers um, on the Cave Dweller Music site. But we threw it over to the people of Cave Dweller Music, everyone who's in the Facebook group. And if you're not in that group, Go join it. You can post your own music. You can check out what other people are posting. There's always something new. And, like, if you're already struggling to listen to all the music that's out there, you're going to be inundated with even more. But what we do at the end of each year, we throw it over to the members of the Cave Dweller Music Group, and we get you guys to vote for what you want to hear. I've got the list up, um, but I think this year, in comparison to last year, correct me if I'm wrong, gents, but we had way more people voting um, on this one here than we did last year. Sort of. So the, what happened last year was uh, Facebook screwed us <laughs> and uh, deleted. Oh, the, no, we got zucked. Yeah, deleted the original poll, which actually had like 76 votes, which is more than we had this year. Um, but the ultimate, I mean, the, the list that was there at the end of last year, this year we did better. Um, Damn. Well, all right. I wasn't aware that uh, we'd been zucked. But in saying that, though, we have had a little bit of issue uh, with the engagement and our reach, which I can't quite work out what the reason behind that is. But, hey, the uh, the world's best sunscreen enthusiast does what he wants, and then we all just have to follow in his in his footsteps, I suppose. Yeah, that's not <laughs> just us, unfortunately, I and mean, that's an across-the-board thing. Um, everyone's kind of being hit by those stupid algorithm changes that are apparently there to benefit the user somehow. 
Um, but all they've done is actually strip away the reach of pages and replace it with ads. Yeah, yeah. I think you were saying as well, and I think it popped up in the group chat, that it's starting to get to the point where we might actually have to pay for exposure, which seems a little bit goofy, you know? Yeah, it's a pay right. play thing. I mean, that's what they're shifting towards. If you, if you scroll through your newsfeed these days, it's like one in every five posts is an ad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's a bit of a killer, but let's not get too down in the dumps and let's uh, go through what has popped up in the Cave Dweller Music voted uh, top 10 of the year. We'll go through the honourable mentions first and foremost. So honourable mention number five is Cerebral Rot, Excretion of Mortality. I'm having a look at the album cover and I think you can I tell love exactly the kind of uh, album it is just from just from having a look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory, that one. Yeah, I think so. Let's keep it moving. Uh, number four on the honourable mentions was Book of Worms, Occult New Age. A lot of these albums I haven't had a chance to check out, but having a look at this one, Brendan, this seems more up your alley with a lot of like Stoner Doom vibes with it. The uh, Book of Worms? Mm-hmm. Book of Worms indeed. Through Desert Records. Why do I... Like um, it's the one with the floating skeleton with all the skulls around it and the dragons in the background. I mean, that's yeah. pretty metal. <laughs> that's so metal. Honestly, that could be a dungeon synth album cover too. I'm, I'm oh, trying to my Bandcamp here. I'm think it sounds familiar, but now I'm I'm also thinking of like a there's like a Connecticut band I think. We really haven't had much luck with technology today, have we? No. no. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really upset about this. But speaking of Dungeon Synth, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, towards the end of last year, or was it early this year, we actually have a dedicated Dungeon Synth writer that's joined the Cave Dweller music team. Well, we had three, um, and then two of them have started, Brian. Like, uh, once I, they're like both great guys, um, Aaron and Sydney. Um, Matt, hang on, give me one second. I'm gonna have to get you to edit this because I can't remember the third guy's name. Let me just no, it's no worries. Check. Oh, let me just snip this out. Um, yeah, we had Aaron, uh, Jameson, and Sydney uh, were the three Dungeon Sith writers that, have came, that came on, uh, and two of them have been branching out and covering a lot of other stuff. I mean, Aaron's super into his black metal, and Sydney's into death metal. So, a lot of good content from those guys. And we also, um, speaking of branching out, we kind of broke the Cave Dweller music sort of mold. We had a gentleman who actually reviewed the new record from The Wombats, yeah, which that's I ben wasn't M. expecting. Ben M. He actually had another review go out today on uh, Frank Turner. Yeah, I saw the Frank Turner one go up. That's actually really cool. Yeah. And then we've had someone else has come on that's been doing, um, he's been doing uh, folk reviews. Ooh, all right. Dark folk. And uh, bluegrass. Nice. So we're uh, we are really branching out. And we're getting into a few things that you know we normally wouldn't have covered otherwise. I think the people who follow us haven't abandoned us yet. So it's uh, <laughs> good. Song. Yeah. I wonder what we do after cover to get people to uh, actually abandon us and not not get involved anymore. Probably just list like something like Billie Eilish as the number one album for the year for the top ten. Yeah, I mean, that probably would be a, a good way to uh, 
alienate a lot of <laughs> alienate a lot of our um, listeners, but it could be a lot worse than Billie Eilish. That's for sure. You can be listening I to agree. fucking Megan Trainer or something. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to our uh, voted by list, we've got Joint Hunger at number three. We're surrounded by vultures. Yes, um, that was a great album. Talk us, uh, talk us through that album a little bit, Brendan. You seem to, uh, you seem to be really into it. It was, um, oh, geez. Let me Heavy, guess. By the, uh, by the, I was about to say, by the name and by the uh, cover, it's looking like a, a doom record. There, it was like it's a little heavier, um, super fuzzy. Yeah, they're 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 all um, the fuzzy. It was a bit psychedelic, um, kind of bluesy. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's it's a little. They're all like Norwegian um, doom. Yeah. All right, I'm interested. I don't think I've really heard much Norwegian doom. Yeah, there's a big Scandinavian doom scene that's been like growing a lot the last few years. Shit, like, that's really cool. A culty, like heavy psyche. I don't know. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> That's all you need. I to mean, know. <laughs> it, it's uh, I yeah. There's like their last, and then after that one, they, what was number two? Nah, it was Warflesh, wasn't it? It certainly was. Psychedelic realms of hell, and the album cover looks exactly like an acid trip would look like. Or at least like maybe not acid, maybe mushrooms. It's a little bit more colorful. Yeah, I I absolutely love that album cover. And then we move on to number one, and we actually interviewed this gentleman uh, a little while back sometime mm-hmm. last year, is Bile Hank with Old Hatchy Hank. really like that record. And, like, I think we said when we covered the album as well, it's not often that you hear sort of like a, a southern gothic black metal record and the kind of folklore from all the uh, swamp stories that got wrapped up in it. It was really cool. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what uh, Moonlight Cypress archetypes um that the label of ryan clackner that puts out all the music is all about like everything he does well not everything but a lot of his projects are selling gothic black metal and i think like i think you said in the review as well um where a lot of them go for a lot of black metal does go for that you know that classic really cold really distant really aggressive sound this one for lack of a better term it sounds a little bit more warm and there's a little bit more life behind it, which is a really cool take um, yeah. on black metal. It's like, instead of like vampires, it's more like Swamp Witch. Yeah, exactly. Like you're expecting, you know, the Swamp Thing from the old, I think Swamp Thing's a DC character. You're expecting Swamp Thing to come up and like everyone who's playing the riffs is covered in like Swamp. moss and <laughs> yeah. mud and like stuff like that. But we'll get moving on to the top 10. Um, we're at, we've, at number 10, we've got Redbeard Wall with three. I haven't had a chance to check out uh, one this record, but would one of you gentlemen have a chance? Yeah, I mean, he came on our show as well. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron, Very nice. Aaron Big Wall, shout yeah. out. Go back and uh, listen to that podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, he uh, He's the most positive man in metal. Yes. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like positive core. It's like, yeah, it's like 100%. It's a whole album that's like, it's got a ton of heavy riffs, a lot of like aggression, but all the lyrics are about how you should value yourself and how great you are. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's so amazing. And like, he's honestly, I, I highly doubt that he ever misses a message and like 
gives like a genuine response back to you. You know, um, like it'll be a while and I'll be like, Hey man, how you been? This and that. And he'll like spend like, you know, a few minutes just having a conversation with you. And it's, it's, it's really awesome. Like he also replies to every comment (laughs) on social media personally. And yeah, he's an amazing guy, dude. Um, definitely, um, a hidden treasure. If you haven't, if you need that kind of stuff in your life, you will benefit from it. I wish him a Merry Christmas. And he sent me like a personalized video thanking me. Um, oh, that's awesome. The nicest dude ever. Um, yeah. It really does. <laughs> Let's have a look at number nine on the Cave Dweller voted for by the fans. is Wolves in the Throne Room with Primordial Arcana. Yeah, that was a big one. That was in a lot of people's top tens. Yeah, I, and I was going over the top ten before, and, like, it's interesting how we've got, like, hidden gems like uh, Redbeard Wall, and then we've got big ones like Wolves in the Throne Room and another one that we're going to carry um, cover later on in the list. Mm-hmm. I really like it how we're sort of like pulling these ones up from the un- underground and then there's bands that everyone knows and they kind of just sit there and shrug their shoulders and go like, well, yeah, fucking duh, of, co- of course it's going to make the, the end of the year top 10. Yeah, that's why these people are so popular. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of popular, this is one that, uh, James, you ranted and raved about and for good cause as well as 200 stab wounds slave to the scalpel yes i oh. listened to that a couple of times <laughs> um it's really good music to work out to yeah and holy shit if you're after an album you know with intelligent riffs and like really well thought out bit parts and sections don't fucking go to this record man like you look at the album cover, you see what it's like, you see the name, and you go like, "This is just going to be a whole bunch of really fun, really dumb, really knuckle dragging riffs." Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what it says on the box. It was so much fun. Yeah, basically everyone I spoke to about this album said like, "Dude, that album was so much fun." Is the feedback that everyone gives? I, I think, and not that it's a missing thing. And a lot of heavy music, but I feel like when you have a heavy album that is really fun, it kind of cuts through a lot of the other ones. Like, um, I think I said this to you, James, to you yesterday, James, I was listening to Lich King and as the first time that I heard about him, you sent me a couple of songs that had really fun song titles like Black Metal Sucks and <laughs> Cheesy Metal Intro. And there's just something about heavy music that is really fun. Yeah, those guys like are something- up there. And I, yeah, I sometimes feel like fun can be a dirty word in heavy music, but it doesn't have to be. Like you listen to Sodom, you listen to Toxic Holocaust, and like if, you, if you're not smiling when you're listening to those bands, I'm pretty sure you're a robot or like you're just a miserable piece of shit. Or Brendan, like how much he you, – you, you're in love with Eskimo Callboy. Oh, yeah, man. They're great. Dude, they're just that's like so much fun. Dumb shit, you know what I mean? Like it's just like <laughs> – you hear the lyrics and you're just like, oh my God, like this is so dumb. And then you're like, you just like the music on top of it. It's just like post-hardcore pop. Yeah, I don't know. They, I, I have no idea how else to describe it, but it's just like all of a sudden you're just like, what is this? And then like just hit you with some like slam. I don't know. It's good, dude. It's yeah, fun. It's like, speaking of slam and fun and stupid, like I think the band that always wins this competition is Party Cannon. <laughs> you know you know party cannon i, I do 
I don't, but I'm looking at Dude. them now. <laughs> Look at their album covers and their logos alone. They ruin every metal festival band poster because ever. <laughs> their, their, <laughs> their logos oh, are balloon in like rainbow balloons. Yeah, I'm looking. So I'm looking at um, uh, what Bay Area Death Fest, and you've got all these like <laughs> all these <laughs> near near illegible band names, and you've just got. It looks like they're from a fucking Nickelodeon cartoon from the early 2000s. They're just yeah. brutal slam death and all their songs are about partying. <laughs> yeah. That's so much I mean, one of their I album covers that. is called Partied in Half and it has a dude split in half with pinata stuff coming out of the middle. <laughs> <of it. laughs> all right. We'll add, that to the, uh, we'll add that to the list of albums that I always get recommended every time I come on this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of recommendations from the podcast, number seven, on the uh, voted for was Feral Lord and Purity of Corruption. Um, Wait, do we miss Betrayal Guilt? No, that was number. No, Six. no, no we, we're going uh, up from the bottom. We're going. Oh up. my gosh, I'm sorry. We're counting down. This is descending order. My um, bad. <laughs> I think, and going over this list, I think there was like three or four Nicholas Turner. Albums that Dude, made it into the yeah, top man 10. is everywhere. Yeah, CDM is, loves Nicholas Turner, the group, the community. Yeah. I mean. And with good cause. Exactly. Like, we were talking about this earlier. Like, his, no matter what, like, style he's playing, he has, like, the signature sound. You know it's, like, Nick playing on that guitar, you know? And it's just, like, it's so good. I like it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of people in the group do as well. Um, we briefly mentioned this one here, but at number six is Portrayal of Guilt and We Are Always Alone. Oh, so good. Yeah, it is so good. I got to see them live uh, last year. It's like oh. black metal mixed with post-hardcore and like screamo. Droney craziness. It's awesome. So, but, they played so with uh, Body Boy. Like, ooh, was, all right. Yeah, it was, dude, it was so good. Wait, Matt, you haven't heard that one? That's something you would probably really dig. Uh, no, I haven't heard it, but the way you described it is deaf heaven, but not shit. Oh, so much better. It's way more aggressive. <laughs> they did two albums this year. Um, We're Always Alone and, or, I'm sorry, last year, and uh, Christfucker. And when I saw them play, they did uh, a couple songs off of, like, basically each of those. And I made a little playlist. I, I got it on title and... um uh spotify so i get I, I posted it to the group when i saw it but like my nice. god dude it's awesome it was an awesome sight to see i'll tell you where did you see him they were playing at like this little friggin uh like bfw in friggin connecticut nice berlin connecticut i'm always it was constantly I'm always constantly so jealous being on the other side of the world and you guys are like, yeah, 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 I'm just going down to this awesome show for 15 bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> Dude, it was sweet. I bought some. I got, like, <laughs> what's funny too is uh, when I was there, um, I bought uh, the vinyl from <clears throat> Body Void and they were like, well, we have this version of it that uh, has the misspelling of Pale Man and it's P-A-L-L-E Man, you know, and you're like, sweet. So now I have like this like kind of, neat one-off record that's like i don't know how many people actually have it but i bought one that's pretty cool yeah it's got like the wrong spelling but it's it's that's <laughs> pretty sweet 
I don't know why, but I always feel like misprints are more fun than the actual record themselves. <laughs> like, especially if it's like, if it, even if it's something small, like, you know, a misspelling of a name where they've put the wrong track on the wrong, like they've sequenced the List, album. Wrong. Yeah. 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 I don't know why, but it always gives me a little kick. You're like, Ooh, Ooh, this is something out of the norm. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things that I liked, and I think this is a, probably one of the first albums on the top 10 that I actually listened to, Dark Throne, Eternal Hails. We all know Dark Throne. We all love Dark Throne. I don't think there's much uh, that really needs to be said there. <coughs> nope. Nah, Everyone it's knows and loves Delicious. Them. And uh, we all love Fenris. Yep. Oh, dude, that meme of Transylvania hung you sent me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that was last night. I was laughing at that for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I I was sitting there and I just saw it and I like couldn't stop laughing. And you know when you're laughing that hard that you end up laughing at how hard you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was just that kind of like ridiculous laughter where you're like, I, it's it's not funny, but the, fact the reality that of it, like what's going on is now just you're like, fuck, this is dumb and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing. You end up laughing so hard that you're like, what? Why am I laughing so hard? It wasn't actually that funny. Um, we're going to go into a double Nicholas Turner thing here and a double Nothing oh, is yes. Real. Number four, uh, Nothing is Real, Symphony Mysterium. And number three, Nothing is Real, Transmissions of the Unearthly. Um, so two good. back-to-back Nicholas Turner releases. And like we said, we love him here at Cave Dweller Music. I think that's that's pretty evident by now. And uh, that was actually the first album I ever worked with uh, for Cave Dweller Productions too. Ah, put a pin in that, my friend. We're going to be talking about that later on in the podcast. Okay. Number two, Mastiff, Leave Me the Ashes of Earth. Oh, this was so good. This was... Dirty as fuck. I love it. A fantastic record. It was just so aggressive, so relentless. And like like, you said, uh, it was just dirty and fantastic. Yeah, man. Almost everyone's top ten lists. Seriously, like, why not? So. Like, yeah, for real. I, it was like Mastiff and then LLN um, released. And then I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know which one's better at this point. And it's, it's like, fuck, dude. But like, I'm telling you, dude, that Mastiff album is Top the notch. tits and the ass. If that's okay to say. I'm sure. I mean, I, I you know, unless you uh, unless you don't want it to be said, then I guess we're gonna get a roll with it. I don't think we're gonna uh, get censored. <laughs> That's no. Gonna, it's it's the T in the A, boys. <laughs> um, and then we come up to number one: a causal intrusion with uh, New Littus. I haven't heard this record, but uh, of course, it's another Nicholas Turner release. Yeah, that one's top notch. That one. Uh, very, very good. I have that on vinyl, actually. Ah, Me too. How is the vinyl collection coming along, by the way? Uh, to buy more shelves. I filled my shelves. <laughs> I know. I'm at the point where it's like, oh, shit, dude. Like, this is... This is I got to spend some time just listening to them all. Well, the good thing about, like, my new job, because I work from home um, all day, every day, is I can just play vinyls while I work. And I have been. It's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pretty lucky, if you want to get your hands on some uh, K-12 music merch, 
Well, uh, we've got some pretty exciting news here. Before we continue on to that, though, big thanks to everyone who did vote in the end of year top 10. You can join that on, uh, I think it's just called Cave Dweller Music Group on Facebook. We've got a ton of members. Like I said, people are posting their own stuff all the time, so you're going to be able to check out more music. We try and do a theme day pretty regularly to keep up. Yeah, it has been a hot minute. Uh, we always do a, a, a merch day as well, so you can brag to other people about what you've just bought. And like I said, people are promoting their own stuff. There's always people sharing. Um, yeah, absolutely. New it's music always encouraged. And there is a Discord associated with it as well, if I'm, um, if I'm not mistaken. There is. Brendan's very active in it. I, I post what I'm playing in there. I got my little phone set up. Like I'm just like, you know, I'm like post. I got pop, 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 pop. I got my, I, I don't have to move my thumb too much. It's all, it's good. It's good. Yeah, Nicely I need to be, done. <laughs> I really need to be better. I was uh, very active when it started and I've really fallen off there. Well, I have friends that are, um, they play some Halo on there and then uh, some Destiny and whatnot. And like a couple different groups, like, well, two groups there that, um, you know, play some games and they'll, chit chat and see what's going on so I, i'll pop in and say hi and see who's killing some time and blah 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 and then i'm like all right well i'm listening to music and might as well post so there it is nice share it and, and see what else is going on but um we i think most of the um the the people behind cave dweller now have some sort of merch we did a bit of a test run uh, a little while ago. The hoodies are awesome. Shirts are awesome. But we uh, are actually branching out and starting to take pre-orders for the merch. Uh, Brendan, this has gone pretty much entirely into your domain. So talk us through what's been happening in terms of So essentially, basically, we uh, we got our, our test batch from the print shop, Racity Inc., and embroidery and we basically uh got our creation planned out with uh, with them and they uh basically worked with us on like design sizing um kind of helped us out with like placement um you know having instead of like cave dweller on our left arm written this way we'll have it written that way so when you cross your arm you can actually read it still and stuff like that you know um little tiny details that sometimes you just don't think about and they covered it so um they've really helped us out too with um basically uh like getting like the best um quality stuff that we want um i was able to go down there and be like all right hey i'm gonna i want to like i want to know what we're getting you know so um, we, that's how we chose the hammer. Cause it was like, you know, you got the guild and soft. I'm sure we all have a shirt there. Um, and then there's the guild and heavy and, uh, you know, it's just like, it, it's good, but it just like, I don't know, just feels a bit too much. Right. Soft. Gotta go. Soft. Yeah. But so I was like, you know, I was just like, I was like, well, there's gotta be an in between, like what's going on. What do you have? And so there they were, uh, they had the hammers, bright colors too. So like, there is other color options eventually down the road, maybe. Um, but right now that the, the, the guild and hammers are just they're I think they're top notch. They're, you know, like they're not susceptible to shrinkage. So you're going to like have that same size, like wash after wash. And uh, it's, 
going to be nice. You know, the, the print quality is, is also top notch. It's, you know, it looks really well done. There's a lot of detail and things and it really shines through. Um, and it, you know, it doesn't get messed up with washes. I, I feel like I've washed my shirt on purpose, like just to like, see how it goes, you know? And, um, Give it a test run to see if it. Uh, oh if it yeah, stays. man! Test no, stress it out, whatever, and like I, I think it's still great. It's one of my favorite shirts. Um, I know with like so like for us um, originally too, uh, when we got the hoodie, we, um, we like the design was amazing, and so we were like, but we just wanted it a little bit larger, so we're um, we're we're splurging for a, like a little bit larger of a screen print that's going to make it just a little like just that much better, you know? So. Um, all those little details were like taken care of through kind of our, our test batch through us personally. So, um, all that being said, um, we got stamps.com set up. We have, um, basically we just need to get some pre-orders set in and then, um, we'll make, a the, make the minimum for the print shop. And then once that's happened, uh, sure we'll get out. the order placed. And they quoted uh, not too long ago, around three weeks from basically start to finish. So that would be, we place the order and uh, they get it done, printed. I pick it up or they ship it to me. And then from there, <clears throat> I'll ship out the orders. And so if people did want to grab, you know, a shirt, a hoodie, a long sleeve, uh, where would they go to? Well, I'm pretty sure we'd have it up on the Facebook page. I think it's probably the, a pinned comment there, isn't it? Yeah, it's pinned. Uh, it's also on our Bandcamp. That's where you yeah, want. Yeah, it's all, all everything's through our Bandcamp. That's all the the best way to be able to purchase everything. But uh, you can follow the links through our site and our Facebook page. And like I said, um, a lot of the people who do work in Cavewell have got their uh, test runs of the stuff, and it was it's summer here in Australia still, and I went out of my way to sweat profusely just so I could wear the hoodie the first day that I got it. Like definitely <laughs> worth it. I um I had to crank the aircon and everything just to not evaporate from the sheer amount of sweat that I've lost. But hey man, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna die, I might as well at least die in a cave floor hoodie. Die in style. Yeah, um, it's awesome man. There it, it's super soft and like it's a Gildan heavy. So it's a, also a familiar sweatshirt, you know it's double stitched everywhere it's it's good i wear mine like three or four times a week probably just around just all the time i i wear mine all the time as well and then um, i'm actually I've, I've lost some weight so i'm gonna size down this next run oh nicely done yeah i'm excited about that speaking of things that are exciting uh cave dweller productions is something that's been running alongside Cave Dweller Music for I think it's about six months now in it, James. Like it's been it's been running for a, a uh, hot minute. Yeah, I think I made the account online. I started opening up a business six or seven months ago now. So do you want to talk us through some of the new signings that you've got? You've actually just released one yesterday at the time of recording. But tell us who's um, been involved in Cave Dweller Productions. What new uh, groups have you included? Working backwards. Um the latest yeah, let's work backwards from most recent to uh to the ones we haven't had a chance to cover yet yeah let's go for uh, yesterday's one uh sacraruna is a peruvian black metal band or atmospheric black metal band that 
did a concept album about colonial oppression uh, of their ancestors in Peru, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm pretty sure that seeming to become a more regular thing that black metal bands are covering. Oh, remember yeah. one, if it, if not last year, then the year before, there was an, a Native American one um, that had a similar. There were like three last year that I covered um, in that same topic from Native American black metal bands. Yeah, and it's not something normally you would associate with black metal, but it's really cool to see people using it in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. anti- mm-hmm. like decolonizing black metal, um, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, definitely check that one out. The first single's out now. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, definitely worth a listen. Uh, first single is called Flight of a Black Serpent, so you can look that up or find it on our YouTube channel. Um, the other one that's coming out very soon, comes out on Tuesday actually, is uh, The Mountain King with uh, Wallow, which is... Super cool album, very uh, unique uh, theme. It actually premiered yesterday on Visible Orange, which is pretty sweet. Uh, oh, yeah. nice. You... Oh, yeah, the full album. Um, so I was he... about to say, I think this is the second or third time you've had stuff pop up on Invisible Orange. Yeah, second. Uh, their their uh, editor, Ted, is a super nice dude. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the album, uh, it's a progressive doom uh, with a bunch of other stuff. There. There's a drone, black metal in there, a bit of everything. But uh, half the tracks are backwards and half are forwards, but they've recorded them in such a way that it doesn't sound backwards. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's Wait, what? Experiment about time. All right, so it's kind of like, uh, shit, what am I thinking of? It's kind of like in Twin Peaks when they're in the Red Room, they talk backwards, but then they play it forwards and it sounds yeah, like basically a that. Yeah, so check that out. <laughs> that drops Tuesday. It's a bit of a trip. Uh, Nicely cool. done. I'm keen for it. Uh, and then Burning Sister released their single um, not long ago at all, uh, Cloven Tongues. I think they came out, what date was that? Was it the 5th? Um, I think it was like two weeks ago, uh, that jobs, which is uh, some psychedelic stoner doom stuff uh, from Denver. Very cool. Um, what else of course have? it's oh, from Denver. <laughs> it's called Mile High Downer Rock is their, uh, <laughs> their slogan, which is pretty sweet. Um, we also had Slog which is Nicholas Turner release I worked on with yeah. Morgan Invisible Records, which is some super cool uh, sludgy funeral doom death. Um, yeah, and then good. Who else was there? Uh, Lord Alfred uh, last year, which uh, Super Sargosa, the label that put it out, is the same label that's doing Sakaruna. Um, yeah, I remember um, I remember that Lord Alfred record. Wasn't it that he pretty much went, you have the most bizarre music taste that I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Will, yeah. I, I want you to cover this. <laughs> he uh, combines like uh, 50s rockabilly with uh, like first wave black metal, basically. Um, so it's like heavier Venom playing like rockabilly stuff from the 50s. It's very, it's very unusual. Um, you know, no, not everyone got that one. I like that one a lot personally. Um, I can see how those two would have a, a definitive crossover. Like when you think of Venom and someone say like Reverend Horton Heat, they do have kind of a, you can get the aggression of early black metal with sort of that like dark, almost twisted rockabilly. I, I think that it makes sense. Like I'm just trying to like justify it in my head and it does <laughs> make sense. It's, uh, it's one of those ones that like first you're like, what? Um, but, uh, who else do we have? I think we covered everything else last year, but just in case we didn't, um, mortality salience, um, 
that was another album I worked on last year from Sionic Madness. Really great, uh, like grinding black and death metal, also with Nicholas Turner and Jared. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I covered everything else last year already, but those are the more recent ones that uh, that I put out. And if people did want to get in touch and uh, join the ever-growing Cave Dweller Productions family, how would they go about doing so? Oh, they can just reach out to me uh, through Cave Dweller Music or there is a full so- uh, range of socials for Cave Dweller Productions and a website. Um, but the, if, you go, if you're already following Cave Dweller, um, there's links to Cave Dweller Productions on our website or in our LinkedIn bio. Uh, plenty of ways to find us. Oh, shit. We've got LinkedIn. Oh, not LinkedIn. I mean... Uh, I, I have LinkedIn. I do have LinkedIn for Cave Dweller Productions, um, but the uh, link in bio in Instagram. Oh, ah, okay. I was about to say, like, damn, I didn't realize we had a LinkedIn. I, we're we're professional idiots over here. <laughs> no, Cave Dweller Productions does have one though. <laughs> Speaking of productions and things that we've covered last year, uh, we are back at it again, and we've got a charity sampler lined up. Last year's was. That's successful, but we kind of just sat around and went, fuck, what are we going to do with all these submissions? And then we ended up raising quite a fair bit of money um, as well for mental health. Um, do you gentlemen want to talk the people through how the charity sampler is going, sort of a bit of a reflection on what happened last year and what we're aiming towards again this year with the sampler? Yeah, I mean, the sampler... The whole idea behind it is just want to raise some money and some awareness for mental health. I think there's a lot of uh, people in the mental community that are dealing with a lot of mental health issues that, that don't want to address it or feel like maybe they can't talk to people about it. And there's a stigma there for sure. Um, I mean, some part, part of the mental community you definitely have that sort of macho culture where people don't want to come across as weak. And I think a lot of people view mental health and mental illness as a weakness. So if we can shed some light on that and maybe raise some money for charities to help people in those situations, that would be awesome. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Making people feel good and trying to make a, make the world a better place through music. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done in that area. And how much money did we end up raising uh, last year? I remember it being a surprising amount. Uh, it was like, after all the fees and taxes and everything, I think it was like between five and six hundred dollars. Nicely done. And I remember we us sort of sitting there going, like, we are gonna need to make two volumes of this because the amount of people that submitted stuff is just mind-blowing. Yeah, and it's trending the same way again this year. I mean, we're still open taking submissions till the end of March, and we've already got 35 people that have submitted music. So nicely done. And if people yeah, it's again awesome to see. Again, if people did want to submit their music or they wanted to get involved uh, one way or another, just hit us up through the Facebook page, I'm guessing, is probably the easiest way. Uh, that or Instagram. But uh, if you, you don't have to hit us up. There's actually a uh, link pinned to the top of the page on Facebook and in the top of the group um, where people can just fill out their submissions in the uh, a Google Sheet. People can actually just add their own stuff there. Yeah. Ah, even better. That makes it a hell of a lot easier, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and so when are we looking at releasing this one here? I know we spoke off air about locking in an artist, but uh, when is the release date of this sampler, are we thinking? Uh, it's going to be exactly the same as last year, first day of May. We want this to run for the entire month. Every day counts. 
Beautiful. So pretty much uh, lining it up is the same thing as last year. If you did want to submit your music and get involved, there is the Google Doc, like James said, on top of the uh, Facebook group and the Facebook page, if that's right. Yeah, it's also in the LinkedIn. It's in our LinkedIn bio. So if you like follow our link tree from any of our websites or from any of our socials, I'm at the top of the Instagram page. There's a link there. I've actually pinned the uh, submission form to the top of that, along with the merch. Very nice. So again, if you do want to get involved or even if you do want to give us some money for merch, hey, we're not going to say no to either of those things. Uh, check out the socials. We've got the link for merch orders. We're taking pre-orders. And Brendan, when are we looking like the uh, merch is going to be ready for shipment? Sort of, do we have a, a definitive end date for the pre-orders? Well, once we're, like I said, we meet the uh, kind of minimum for the print shop, mm-hmm. uh, we will essentially be updated from there, you know? So, uh, if we, it could take a couple weeks to get the, get to the pre-order minimum. And then, uh, so we'll campaign. And then, uh, when we're, we're ready to do that, um, all I have to do is, uh, you know, get the order placed. And, um, essentially once that's done, uh, if everything's okay, all the, there's no shipping issues, all the, the shirts that we want to order are in stock and all that good stuff. Uh, and they have an idea that we're going to be doing an order. So um, it should be around three weeks to get from uh, start to finish. Uh, and then uh, to um, um, product process, start to finish three weeks. And then uh, once I have the products in my house, I'll be able to sort them up, get them packaged and uh, printed off and dropped off in the mail or picked up. So are you going to be uh, enlisting some help to get the shirts processed and everything? Are you going to rope in your family and be like, right, gather around everyone. We are now processing shirts. <laughs> no. <laughs> no child labor is involved in this clothing. No. <laughs> well, the other thing. I just don't want like peanut butter smears on them and weird. <laughs> you know, it's like, dad, what's yeah. all this? And you're just like, No. Get your grubby hands away from the hood. Yeah. You don't know what you've done. (laughs) The other thing that we spoke about off air, and uh, Brennan, you can speak to this a little bit better, is friend of the show. uh, We've had Afghan Hayes on before, and we feature their music quite regularly, uh, but they've got a benefit show coming up um, by the time that this podcast goes out, hopefully. So uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, Randall Coburn, uh, the drummer for Afghan Hayes, had passed away. And um, there's a uh, benefit show coming out on uh, Friday, March 18th at Cherry Street Station. And um, there's going to be a few bands there, uh, Soul Lust, Versa, um, Gorge, uh, Sunseeker, uh, Grim Business, uh, Common Disaster, and... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great great show. Um, good people there supporting. You know, is is good good band, good people. So, gotta get out there and support if you're in the area. Speaking of in the area, and this is something that I am never gonna let you two gentlemen forget about is you two are heading to Maryland Death Fest. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are. Um, so. I can imagine a lot of people listening to this would know the lineup or would at least be familiar with Death Fest. Um, but if people are listening in and they did want to sort of like 
say g'day, have a chat to you guys. Talk us through the plan for Death Fest. Like, well, when are you going to be there? Who are you guys going to go see? What venues are you going to be at? Give us the uh, give us the whole rundown. Before we do that, I just have to say thank you to my wife who uh, actually blindsided me with tickets to Maryland Death Fest, which was probably the biggest birthday surprise I've ever had. Um, <laughs> she actually tricked me by saying she bought a she bought me. <laughs> annual passes to Disneyland for my birthday <laughs> present. And I, I was trying to be like day. really nice. And I was like, oh, thanks. Nice, That's really Disneyland. cool. She, and the she whole text. time, yeah, Brendan knew about it the whole time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was involved in <laughs> she, that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she texted me when she told me about the Disney thing and she goes, you know what? If, if he wasn't, if he was disappointed, he hit it really well. <laughs> no, I was, being super, I was being super nice about it but the whole time. I was thinking like, this is a little bit more a present for you than it is for me for my birthday. <laughs> right, like, right. Um, she meant it that way too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, honestly, uh, shout out to anyone, which apparently a lot of people were involved in this who knew about <laughs> these tickets and kept it quiet. It's the best kept oh secret I've had in my life probably. It was so hard, bro. I like because we talked pretty regularly, and you were being was, so weird. You were like not talking to me and stuff. I was like, "Shit, is Brendan pissed off about something? Something's up." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying not to be like, "Dude, you have no idea what's going on, man." <laughs> <laughs> but yes, oh, um, awesome. Maryland Death Fest, uh, Thursday, March 26th through Sunday. Uh, sorry, Thursday, May 26th through Sunday, May 29th. Um, yeah, we're gonna be there. You get there on the Thursday, don't you? I, I no, I get there. Uh, yes, Thursday yeah, I get there morning. on the Wednesday. I get there on the Wednesday. Yeah, you get there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, oh, dude, we we worked out that Airbnb, dude. That was like, dude, that was some freaking spy work, bro. That was awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, we're like a twenty minute walk right down to the venue. Yeah, um, if anyone wants to catch up, the best time would be Thursday because we have that whole day free until the evening. Where we're seeing mortician. Yes. Um, so yeah, Thursday. Anyone wants to ca- catch up outside of the festival? We'll just be chilling in Maryland, eating some crab, hitting some bars, get um, some beer, some Bohemian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Thursday, Friday, we really start Friday through to the Sunday. Uh, we're there every single day, all day, every yep. day. Um, and uh, what's we'll be Edison lot, I believe, is where we'll be the majority of the time. Yes. Yeah, so Edison Lot will be you'll find us floating around there um for three days straight, basically. Um anyone wants to catch yeah, up, the, definitely hit us up. Yeah, we have backstage to that too, I think, right? We do have backstage for the full three days. Yeah. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Gonna make it my personal goal to uh be uncomfortable around uh some of my heroes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to do it though. And um I think we mentioned this off air as well, but you guys are looking to get to create a little bit of content, a little bit of um, digital stuff for Cave Dweller as well. Yeah, we're going to be posting some videos throughout the three days, but we're also going to be putting together a little something for YouTube. So um, probably going to do a, like some sort of write-up or review when we get back to maybe an article about it. So keep your eyes peeled if you're yeah. interested in seeing some footage. We're going to have some. Try and make it happen. Office awesome. style, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the worst case scenario as well is you hit up some of the bands and be like, hey, we're in the area. Do you guys want to do uh, an interview? Just get some some awkward office style stuff with Tom G. Warrior going on. It's like him looking uh, at us uncomfortably with cameraman zooming in on his face. 
James, you realise that there are other sitcoms that aren't The Office, right? You do realise I actually don't watch it. Like, I mean, I, I watched it, but I, it's not like something I put on all the time. The amount of memes you send me about it sucking is, like, disproportionate. If, you, if Dude, you're trying to, trying to hurt it's... me and start shitting on South Park, because that's what I actually want. <laughs> no, I think I've, um, I think I've adopted a uh, The Office is basically, like, um, awkward boy Harry Potter for me. Like they're not inherently bad things, but the way people talk about them, like they're the only piece of media to exist. It's kind of like, but are you a little bit mentally deficient? Like you, you realize there are other things going on outside your circle, right? Right. Now you're going to have Harry Potter fans coming after CDM. So I hope you're happy. Yeah. Oh, thanks, dude. Matt. <laughs> now we're going to get killed in the street. Uh, <laughs> you're going to get killed in the street. People don't know where I am. You've just given out your location, guys. Drive-by wizarding attack. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we just canceled. We're not going to be at the death fest. Some guy's going to just drive past, shoot me in the back and shout for Slytherin. Uh, well, if, if that does happen, then I'll issue an apology. But up until then, you know, I mean, like, everyone's read the Harry Potter books, man. Everyone's seen the fucking movies. It's just kind of like... In saying that, though, people that make their entire personality about Lord of the Rings, you can't be mad at them because at least there's like a long history and a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah, and I, uh, there's a whole I universe. It's not about I, a little I, boy I, that does I, magic. I never, I never saw Harry Potter. Before. You never seen well, Harry Potter? Okay. I've never seen Harry Potter. So Don't. I used to be the same, and I was like, "This isn't like this is a waste of my time. I'm not going to watch this." And then my wife's like, "You should watch it." I was like, "Okay," and then I watched it, and it's pretty good. Um, do I think the Lord of the Rings is 10 times better? Yes. Like yes. what it is. It was just like never my my thing. I was always a Lord of the Rings fan. And like it wasn't like I wasn't against watching it or this and that. It was more just like it kind of just at the time when it all came out, like I wasn't kind of into that. I don't know. It, it's, I was, but I wasn't. I don't know. The stakes are a little bit higher in Lord of the Rings. It's kind of like the survival of humanity in the free world versus a little boy at a school where, like, no adults step in to help him defeat the greatest evil the world's ever known for some reason. Um, now, we, speaking of the greatest evil the world's ever known, are we going to talk about the uh, the renewed Lord of the Rings TV series or should we let that one pass on? Let's so we don't wait to see what happens because I yeah. am trying to stay optimistic and I will see if my heart gets broken. I don't want it to be broken, <laughs> but I hear you. <laughs> I don't want to be hurt. Well, <laughs> um, I'm still sensitive from The Hobbit. Um, yeah, really? No. Was The Hobbit that bad? The CGI was it ruined the whole movie. I mean, like the wow, like, yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's like a step down. Like Lord of the Rings, everything looked so real because everything was done with models and like you know they had actual actors wearing costumes and stuff, and there were actual it was it was actual fire and stuff. It was real. And then Hobbit, everything was so digitized that it just looks so... Because, I mean, comparing Lord of the Rings, which was made way before, it looks way more real than something that was made after with a higher budget, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't see the appeal of just CGIing the piss out of everything. Like, no. that was a thing that always did my head in about Attack of the Clones. Like, The Phantom Menace, yeah, it's kind of goofy, but at least it looks relatively real. But you get yeah. into Attack of the Clones and every goddamn background's just a green screen and like a blatantly obvious green screen as well and i go well that's why i love like um mandalorian and book of oh. boba fett so much because everything is filmed like it's, it's it's made to look so real it doesn't feel like it's like a movie at all 
I think that's exactly what I'm going to be doing as soon as I finish up is going back and just watching. Did you watch the making of the series? No, I haven't. They use like this brand new technology that no one's ever really used before where it's, it takes actual like 360 degree photos of places and then it builds them in this like projector that accounts for depth around the set. And then they put this, like the filming set inside this. So it's actually like an, it's not a green screen. It's an actual photo or live video feed or whatever from the actual place they're filming at. So it looks completely real, which is why it looks so real. That's really cool. I like I like that. Yeah. like That's one of the bonuses of having Disney do that stuff is they have the budget to be like, we can spend like this much money on sci-fi futuristic technology. Right. Yeah. And I think, I don't know about you, but I feel like they've redeemed themselves after the fucking trash fest that was the last three um, yeah the movies were pretty bad i was pretty ready to give up hope and then they and then uh, dude the first episode of the mandalorian i was like okay then i've got i i can i can back this i I just i think it's from now on disney shouldn't make anything that john favreau is not involved with yeah i I have to agree that (laughs) in some capacity he has to be involved with otherwise it's like he's a quality control (laughs) All righty, gents. Well, we've covered pretty much everything. Before we sign off, uh, is there anything you uh, we haven't covered that we wanted to have a chat about? Uh, I don't mm. think so. I think we're pretty uh, we're pretty, pretty good. Set. I mean, yeah. unless you want to talk about some napalm death. Uh, I mean, why not? What's going on with napalm death? The the resentment. Is always seismic. Oh yeah, awesome. yeah I heard that. That's fucking awesome. Some industrial stuff, stuff right there. Yeah, man. Some good stuff. Actually, I have one thing I have to talk about. It's just like it's a single, but I've listened to it like <laughs> twenty times. And I was trying to show it to Kira last night. She's like, "Why do you like this so much?" I'm like, "I don't have to explain it." Um, one second. Where is it? Date added. Here we go. Uh, it's by a, a group called Laser Punk, and it's a single called Heavy Weapon, and it's like. The cheesiest, most bass heavy. That's uh, like that real synth wave stuff. Yeah, super heavy industrial synth wave stuff. That that song. <laughs> everyone should listen to that song. I shared it in the group the other day, but I'm obsessed with it. I can entirely agree. I think I said this to you the other day, but I went through a really big synth wave phase the last year or the year before. So I chill. can't remember what. When it just it really is, and it's just nice, easy music you can listen to. And yeah. not have to think too much about it. Like it's it's Same with fun. Synth. Anything synth based is like pretty chill. Oh, before we go, um, what was the name of that Dino Synth record that you sent me the other day? Because <laughs> uh, I know Dino Synth sounds like a meme. You're probably sitting there listening at home and thinking, Dino Synth, man, are these guys just making up fucking genres? No, it's real. I think there's at least like six or seven records. Under the Dino Synth. Well, this Diplodocus. What was his name? Was Diplodocus? Diplodocus. Yeah, Diplodocus was like the OG. Oh, well done. Um, And then you have the new one was by a group called Pauldron, P-A-U-L-D-R-O-N, and the album's called Secret of Scales and Talons. And it's actually, it gets even deeper than Dungeon Synth. It's actually role-playing Dungeon Synth. Um, So do with that information as you will. Fantastic. And I think that's a good place to leave it. Gents, thank you very much for uh, having a chat to us. If you did want to get involved in the charity sampler or the merch, James has pinned the links to that one there on the Facebook, on the Instagram. 
check out the link tree as well. Again, big thanks to everyone who voted in the end of year list. And if you are at the Maryland Death Fest, go have a chat to these two gentlemen. They're basically giving away their location. So if you're a Harry Potter fanatic, go shoot them in the back or something. Um, and then, of course, um, I think it'd be an idea to put a link to that benefit show for Afghan Hayes. So, Brendan, I will leave that in your very capable hands. But, of course, um, we'll have a chat soon. And, yeah, keep your eyes out on the page for more updates. Till next time. Cheers, brothers. Bye.